one of Adan's favorite franchise has made a return to the big screen. Rotten Tomatoes currently has it at the time of this review at 84% by the Critics' Choice and 81% by the Audience Choice. This is our movie review of Evil Dead Rising. Groovy. Is that his line? One of them, yeah. Welcome back to the Tales of Two Bros. My name is Angel. I'm Adon. Where we give you a review at least once a week. Spoilers. Evil Dead, a franchise created by Sam Rainey with the star of Bruce Campbell for all three films and plus a television show, plus a video game, I think a cartoon for uh, animated feature. I am not sure. I don't know about the animated feature. Uh, they do have their own comic books as well, where they use his image and likeness. There is a musical. Mm -hmm. And there was another remake, but he only had like his face at the end credits. Who is he? Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Okay. Like I said, all three films, the first three films, created and directed by Sam Raimi, produced as well, starring Bruce Campbell. Then a series came out, a, a video game as well, comic book, like you said. And there was, yes, a musical of it. And I never saw the show, really. I saw maybe clips here and there, but I know Bruce Campbell was in it. I know you're a big fan. I know you're a huge fan of the Evil Dead franchise. I know that for a fact. Um, for me, the first one, I believe, came out before you were born. And the second one was when you were like a kid. Uh, I want to say and I yes to that. I was scared shitless from the first one because of how the ghosts were or the demons were and all, how they presented, you know, looking underneath the floor and mm -hmm. with the eyes and the the makeup and all that stuff, the lighting. And so I was scared. And that was around what? Maybe before 12. Then I saw the second one. That was a comedy to me. It, it did have a lot more slapstick humor into it. It, it. it had a lot of horror, but it was definitely like, I call it like your early version of horror comedy. Uh, because it was okay. like, uh, like, if you're not prepared for like the blood, gore, and the violence, it'll still get you. But... Mm -hmm the slapstickness of it and the ridiculousness was also just comedic gold. Right. And then the third one, army of darkness that went even more into that slapstick, but action, mm -hmm. not horror. Well, I don't know if it's considered horror because I wasn't horrified. What have you uh, nowadays they'll consider horror because like it's undead supernatural stuff and whatnot, but okay. it, it's definitely not nowhere near the gore fest as the other two thinking back of evil dead the first one mm -hmm. it reminded me of like how a lot of anime sci-fi or anime horror is done where you have like the trees branches coming alive grabbing the girl and then like doing obscene things to that girl be it with the the branches, sticks, mm -hmm. or what the alien is doing in that the anime. I can see that relation. I don't know if maybe if anime took some of that, or maybe Sam Raimi and the Japanese animators have, both have a deranged uh, mind. I don't sense. know, but I know what you're talking about. And yes, I, I can see yes. the similarities in those two. How was your audience experience? Not packed, not really filled. There was like a couple, yeah. like a big family came in. I, I, they looked like they left church and they came <laughs> in. Um, uh, and oh my God. They're probably paying, praying for the sins after they saw this. To be technical, they, they look like they left the mosque. Uh, but <laughs> oh. 
but still praying for exactly still praying for everything. And then there was a couple other people that came in like last minute and whatnot. So it was pretty sparing. Like I had space for myself and mm. thankfully I didn't have anybody like that was like just heckling the screen or tossing anything like that. It, it, they all quieted down when the movie started. I was like, curious. Yeah. I may have been that heckler. <laughs> There's because, some scenes I would understand though. Well, the reason why, I mean, my, okay, same thing for my audience. I went at 3.30, like uh-huh. you said, and very little audience, which is good. If, if, you know, if you can do it, do it, guys. And I doubt that, well, I don't know how it did in the box office, but I doubt that people will want to see this. Like Only like true hard fans will want to see this. I mean, I remember telling you about this. You had no idea this was coming out. Yeah, yeah. I, it's like... After the Evil Dead series, which I, I did enjoy that too, it was a fun time. But that, even though it had a lot of gore and violence that leaned more into com- a comedy and a lot of different aspects, I was mm-hmm. like, they're done. They're not, they're not going to come out with anything new. And then I remember one day you sent me a text. I'm like, did you see the trailer? I'm like, I'm like, to what? And like, Evil Dead. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I st- pulled it up. I'm like, holy cow, I need to watch this. Because mm. uh, well, I think you sent me the Blood ba- uh, Red trailer or something like that. I don't remember what I sent you, but I just know that it was out or it was coming out. And I was like, okay. Um, but again, my my audience was very quiet, very little bit, or very few, excuse me. There were some people making some noise and, and chuckles here and there. I know I was because I was seeing a lot of similarities to the original three, the original yes. trilogy. There's a lot of homages sprinkled yes. throughout the film. And a lot of the technique, very Sam Raimi, even though Sam Raimi did not direct this, mm-hmm. directed by and written by Lee Cronin, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell are exec- executive producers of this. Yes. But they're not in it at all. Uh, Bruce uh, Campbell's in it. Where was he? His voice is a cameo on the record. Oh, that was his voice. Not the priest. Uh, not the priest that's doing the prayers and all the uh, and things. When he first, uh, when you're listening to the record and he first announces the Book of the Dead, and you hear everybody like, "Boo, no, yeah, da, 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 da. One of the voices goes, "That's the freaking Book of the Dead. You need to burn it." They're like, "Oh, that. that's him." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I remember that part. I remember that line, and and so okay, I didn't know that was him. Cool. So they're pretty much quiet and responsive to what was happening on the screen, like I was yeah. too, for the most part. There were some other homages to like other like B-rated films or direct-to-DVD or direct-to-VHS. Oh, I'm sure. Day, I just know? can't think of which ones. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of like Basket Case pops into my head. The ones where like you know they have the one the when bodies meld together. Something like that. When there's like that, uh, yeah. the, for the final, the beast that they showed at the end. There's a couple of movies uh, like that. There's um, Leviathan, uh, which mm-hmm. is probably a really good comparison to that. Uh, the Thing, and then Society. They all have that Cronenberg uh, kind mm-hmm. of bodily horror kind of situation. I did think that Russell Crowe was in it when that one guy, the neighbor, uh, yeah, Mark the- Mitchison. <laughs> I was like, wow, the, why is, because I was kind of figuring out, because you saw that uh, Exorcist movie starring Russell Crowe, and I was like, yes. wow, he's just getting some horror movies work in. But it wasn't him, it was a guy who resembles him a lot, and I thought it was some kind of like 
he was wearing prosthetics because he did sound like Russell Crowe too. Yeah, he did have an accent. And actually that would have been hilarious if I just, because I do remember, I and you're right, I did watch the, the Pope's Exorcist before I watched this one. And there's a particular coin that he uses a bunch of times in the, that movie. And mm-hmm. it's one of the coins that's hanging over the coffin. Is and, it really? Yeah. The guy grabs it. It's like, it's the, it's like the Pope's co- uh, exorcist coin. And I'm like, that's the same coin. <laughs> oh, wow. See, I didn't, I didn't know that. That's cool. I was highly entertained by this. I know if Kimberly was with me, she would not have a good time. <laughs> yeah, no, I figured that. Time. For me, the, like, there was two standout performances or roles. It was definitely done by Alyssa Sutherland. Oh, yeah. The one that was possessed. Mm-hmm. And then her daughter, uh, the little one. The youngest. Mel Fisher. She was awesome. I like the fact that, I mean, maybe it's true that she did it or she did it for the role. I doubt it, maybe. But maybe she did. But she had that 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 kind of like speech impediment, lisp kind of thing. Yeah. It sells for being a child. Like, like. I don't know if right. it's a real thing or like she just added that. I, I didn't see her in any interviews. And me neither did I. But yeah, I don't know. For some reason, it just made it more believable that she's not like a seasoned actor or what have you with that. But again, it's probably something, you know, she's a lot of kids have that speech impediment where they have like, feels it sounds like yeah. they have a, like a, a big tongue in their mouth. They're, they're still developing talk. like how they're talking and you can tell. Right. But Alyssa Sutherland, holy crap. If DC made a female version of the Joker, Oh God, yes! God, Should yes! Be perfect for that. I mean, in the comics, they have a female version of the Joker in the uh, in the Flashpoint universe, right? That's, yeah, and she'll steal the show. That, no, that's her natural it's, smile, too. I know she's from Vikings. She was one of the the queens. Oh, I never watched that. I'm sorry. She's gorgeous. She was gorgeous in here, but when she is possessed <laughs> and has that face, and then like that smile, and Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it's creepy. The sister, Lily Sullivan, she was cool. She was all right. I don't know. I, di- I didn't feel like they didn't. St- she didn't steal the scene, or nor did the other kids, the children, steal the scene. Yeah. The, those kids were actually the weakest, I thought. I mean, uh, I, the neighbor's kids were the absolute weakest, but uh, <laughs> they didn't last well, that long neither. Oh, no, they didn't <laughs> last that long. Yeah, true, true. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's a performance. For those who haven't seen it yet, it, it it's pretty much a flashback movie. Yeah, it goes where, back 24 hours. Correct. It goes a day before. We see uh, these people at a cabin, similar to how the first two films were done, mm-hmm. at a cabin. Because Evil 1 and Evil Ted is pretty much back-to-back set it, right? Two technically right. functions more like it was a remake. Okay. And Army of Darkness takes place right after Evil Dead 2. Okay. But so here we were at a cabin again, mm-hmm. and we see we witness a person who's possessed, and what goes there is like really bonkers. And then it goes flashback twenty four hours earlier, and then we see what happens here, where an earthquake happens, and then it opens up a hole to because they because the family and the tenants of that building is actually a bank converted. It's a building that's being decommissioned too. It's like. Falling apart. Correct. So anyway, the son finds the book, finds some albums related to that, sees that coin, takes it for some reason. Obviously- He does nothing with the coin too. Nothing. Obviously, it's the demons of that book, what have you, collect or calling towards him to get it, even though he doesn't realize it. 
or he's just being nosy. I got here, Goonies moment. I got quiet place moment. <laughs> I understand you know, that. I get why you say that. I say right, because, Goonies because he says, I, you know, maybe it's like something we can sell. You know, mom can right, use the treasure. money. Yeah, treasure. Right, right. But for me, it's like, there's always there's another white kid causing a ruckus, causing disorder, causing chaos, causing death. If he didn't do any of that, everyone would have been safe. A matter of fact, if he didn't even touch the albums, yes, he opened the book, but the albums didn't uh, need to be played. True, but I'm saying, if he didn't have to go down there in the first place. Oh, absolutely. Movie been done. Boom. Yeah, I, the movie. The I was end. I was talking with a friend uh, today, and I was like, you know what? Even if I thought, you know what, maybe we can get some money in that safe, and I go down and help mom. And the minute I see a coffin with tons of coins and like uh, crosses over it and stuff like that, nope, I'm done. I'm out. Matter of fact, I'm yeah. like, mom, we need to go. We can't be in this building. I get, but that's us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's us. Apparently, white people in movies, they just want to be. Oh, let me see what's going on. Let me see here. I don't know any non-white person will say, hey, what's going on there? No, it's like, uh-uh, I'm out. Being religious yeah. or superstitious, what have you, we don't play like that. We don't play. But the way she was broken down, they, you know, they broke her, they killed her before the spirit could be taken over, or her body could be taken over by the spirit, the demonic spirit. Yeah, it's like an homage to Evil Dead 1, 2 in the remake. Okay. Now, the Book of the Dead, in the other movies, then when they displayed that book, did it have that? Did it show pictures that will lead to what's going to happen or give a premonition of what's about to happen? No, that's tell? that's a different uh, take on it. Uh, there's definitely images, more writings and brutalities and stuff like that, but it doesn't like predict what's going to happen. Um, in the game and in the comics, the uh, the Book of the Dead is more sentient. So like at times it will, because it has a face. It, right, uh, which it didn't happen here. It had a, no. Did it have it here? It had, it had a jaw. Teeth. It had teeth to be like the the seal, but right. uh, no, it didn't have a face technically. Even in the show, the the book did talk a bit. So like it would kind of make predictions or kind of guide people certain ways to go down uh, certain paths. Mm -hmm. But no, it didn't like open up and be like, this is what's getting turned into kind of situation. Kind of makes sense though. Like if you you open the gate, like it's like these new things are going to happen. It works story wise. What did you like? I said, for me, it was just pretty much everything that the mother did while she was possessed or controlled. Oh, absolutely. And what the daughter did. Do you have a specific moment that Ooh. you like? So like, I love the little homages they did to the other mm -hmm. films, like how they did the whole first person view coming in and it turned as out to be as, like a drone but like it was right. like also the spirit and stuff like that yeah as if you're the demon right? yeah and which was classically done in like a lot of like, uh evil dead franchises a really creepy moment was when she starts reading the book with her back turned oh in the in the cabin and i was like nope close that book and done i'm out She's like, you get one verse. That's it. I wouldn't have gone through a full paragraph. Uh, the same way. I'm like, fuck y'all. I'm, I'm out. And uh, that's an homage to the very first film when uh, they were like trying to do the cards, like playing cards that read the cards. And mm -hmm. uh, she's reading them off. At that moment, I was like, the tension is there. I feel it. And, uh, and then it got really good at that point. But when she got taken over, and I don't mean like in the elevator. At the bathtub. Mm. Like when she wakes up and they're like, oh, she's just, for first of all, when he said, I'm going to make a, uh, is it okay if I pray? 
and he starts praying. I'm like, he's going to die. He's going to die right here. Something's going to happen. And nothing happened. I'm like, oh my God, that's my blood pressure just going up for no reason. But then she opens up her eyes. Well, that was funny. That part too. Like, like a, you know, like all those dolls. Yeah. That you, you close, like you put the close the eyes and they open it right up. And mm-hmm. I was, for me, I cracked up on that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just like, uh, that's fine. Oh, I get it. But then they put her in the bathtub and then that's when stuff starts getting real and they start chasing her. I laughed in the hallway when she was killing everybody in the hallway. Or the, while the sister's watching through the peephole? That, yeah. I laughed at that. Oh, and the eye being thrown in the kids' Oh, mouth. my God. That was so gross. Like That's also oh. an homage to the second movie. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. But yes, that was very gross. And and I, I was talking... <laughs> And I was like, they even killed the little boy. You see the little kid running and she goes right after him. And he flew right back. No arms. I was like, oh. <laughs> no, oh, he had no arms? Yeah, she ripped them off. Oh, see, I don't remember because I'm, okay. I didn't, all right. I, I saw the bloody I, stubs. Um, okay. <laughs> but like uh, okay. when I saw the cheese grater, I was like, no. But you didn't like that or you, what? No, it just got a, a, like, I was like, ooh, no. Like. I cringed oh, a little. Oh, okay, okay. Like, yeah, but you would, I would think they would have done more of that. No, it looked like they used the small holes on the side. I thought they, they were no, I understand the holes. But, no, but still, you would think that, you know, it should have gone like back and forth, back and forth, <laughs> back and forth, instead of just going like <laughs> once. She could have done it with her freaking nails. Absolutely. I mean, if you, again, the kids were the weakest besides the, the youngest. The kids were, I didn't believe them as demons. No, the as youngest like, as was well the most clever one. Uh, she had uh, Staffina, side prop <laughs> of the year for me. I love Staffina. I'm um, like, great name, fantastic. Yeah. Came in clutch against the older sister. Right. <laughs> Besides, at the end, grinding them. What's an, what? How can he kill a demon? So even in the Evil Dead series, the only way that they really dis- dispose of them is full-on dismemberment. Even at that, the pieces are still technically functioning. Um, yeah, that's what the guy that's what the, they said on the on the audio. Yeah. Um so like the that machine did the job, but even at that very last end scene when you're looking at the puddle, you'll see chunks of the flesh just like wiggling. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you know you see you know about that, so that's you were look you were looking for that. I had I Well, I, I pieced it together from what he said and and and, and Oh, me me too. Yeah. But I wasn't looking for that because I mean it's all just now just literally flesh and paste. Yeah. Pretty much. It's all paste. It's all like grinded. There's nothing really substantial. So I didn't really think of that that, that. I mean the best uh, thing you could do is like dismemberment, lop the head and destroy the head. Like zombie style. Right. Um, but do, do, even do, at do that the point though the the entity still exists. Can the body come back and form as one again? It, it, several, they've done it in Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Uh, and I think they also did it in the show. So yeah, they, they technically can. Uh, if okay. they're keeping the same lore. Well, apparently they didn't do here. They just waited for another host. I mean, that's also okay. easy to do. <laughs> I was also hoping a certain tagline where Ash was very famous of doing. Ash played by... Bruce Campbell, he had all these weird, like groovy baby, or and some other taglines he will say. She did try one did, What was that? Come get some. Did he say that though? Oh, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Come get some. Yeah. Uh, in uh, okay. Army, uh, most notably the final scene in Army of Darkness when he's at the shop mart. Okay. So, all right. I only saw Army of Darkness once. Yeah. 
So I, that's why I can't remember that. I just remember Groovy Baby because that was the main thing, like on the advertisements and all that stuff, even on the video game that when he makes a kill, like he groovy. says that. But I love that they also paid homage to him and his character uh, with this chainsaw. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big thing, you know, in the mo- in Army of Darkness or at the end of, was it Army of Darkness? At the end of Evil Dead 2, he, his hand that goes crazy. He cuts it off and he he puts a chainsaw yeah. under there. It's in the middle of the film, but yeah, yeah. He, so he has a, a chainsaw as a hand, which is very similar to that um, anime Chainsaw Man. Is that what his name? <laughs> Not quite. Oh, Chainsaw Man it fuses it with a chainsaw demon, and he he's like a werewolf chainsaw kind of thing. Is it called Chainsaw Man? Yeah, the mother in the bathtub. Your mother's dancing with the maggots now. Or laying with the maggots now, or something like that. She, what she say? Your mother's with the maggots now. Yeah, I mean that scene was cool. I mean, I laughed when she was, <laughs> she woke up, and from the tub, and she climbed up, and then she just like passed out. Yeah, into the water. But then she comes and opens, brings her hand out. I mean, I found that hysterical. I know I'm jumping around here, but also, and when she's in the shadows. Oh, uh, when she, when her creepy. sister's listening to the stuff, and she's crawling down the uh, the air duct. No, not just that. Not just that. Um, oh, they did a great job with that. The suspense yeah. on that. When you see what's happening in the background mm-hmm. of the of the from the hero shot. Oh my god! When you see her crawling down the duck around to get in position, and also the same thing with the little girl doing something, and the sister who's wrapped around with the blanket it's coming around. around. Mm-hmm. That was eerie to me, and I'm like, turn around, turn around. But no, when she's like returns after being possessed and the family sees her and right before they can get a good look at her, she turns right away into the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Like uh, when she's freshly broken and she's starting to make eggs and stuff like that. Right. But also when she's kicked into the hallway again and it's dark, you can only see a little bit, but you can see her eyes. You can see her smile. You can see her silhouette, but like a little bit and then she points yeah, and she's like picking like any meeny miny mo. The director was awesome in catching that oh, yeah. aspect of suspense and intensity. In my in my opinion, yeah, no, the the film definitely had a lot of intensity, and that's a hard balance sometimes if you're trying to incorporate some comedy with the horror. Sometimes you can't keep that intensity going, and I felt tense at a lot of those scenes. It got to a point where at one point I was like, I didn't know what to expect, like. Sometimes I'm pretty good at telling who's gonna in a horror film get, go die. Like I, I knew like at least ninety percent of those uh the the people in the hallway were gonna. I'm like, oh, those neighbors are cannon cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like how they were gonna go or what was gonna happen, I didn't see that coming. And I guess those buildings have amazing soundproof because none of the other floors came to see what's going on from all that commotion, the shotguns being fired. None of that. Well, they said the, the building was decomm- being decommissioned and they, uh, a lot right. of people were being kicked out. So I don't know how many people really are tenants there. Like they, they were trying to break into that one room that no one was living in. Uh, okay. And the the one girl who's at the end of the film, she's like on the fifth floor where everything mm-hmm. happened on the 13th floor. Fair enough. For an old place that was being de- decommissioned, that was a nice apartment. Had yes. a lot of character. I'm just saying. Yes. And pretty spacious. The four bedrooms. Here's the one thing I also, besides the kids who I found the weakest, what's up with the crawling? Like, they're there. They could easily catch the person or jump towards the person. The mother in the in the bathroom, the girl in the kitchen, they're in a position, a perfect position to pounce 
on their prey, that they want to crawl first. Two things. One, it's like a horror trope. Like it's always more creepy to see a person crawling on all fours or in a weird way crawling. That you see in a lot of you know possession films and stuff like that. To yeah. me, I also interpret it as the the creature, uh, the entity was still trying to figure out how to maneuver the body. Because, like, when she came out from the elevator, like, it was walking, but it was, like, shambling almost. But it was still walking. Yeah, but, like, as as she was killing more and more, <laughs> she got more fluid with her body. I guess. I don't know. It's a reach. I mean, I'm not an expert in possession. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it just felt like unnecessary in my opinion where yeah, it would have been, been more yeah but it would have been more for me creepy like a like a oh shit when the person is just there and then they just charge they just mm -hmm. take flight and charge at the person that would have been more creepy because that going because they're going slow it takes it takes a while to get there i don't know it's just my opinion now that being said there was no shock moment or or jump shocks. You know how like some movies, like you know, something happens, you jump. Right? Yeah. Oh shit! Like a jump scare. So I didn't. Right. I didn't see any of that. I I did have a lot of, like, oh crap! Like in the beginning when the girl's hair got pulled out, or when uh, she threw the propeller blades into her face. Right, like that. Oh, and then then when the the mother gets the scissors thrown up her nose. Oh, that was, I, I was like, oh, Right, exactly. <laughs> Stuff like that. But it wasn't like, oh my God, let me cover my face. Like, yeah. oh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, even though this is labeled a horror movie, it didn't have that horror niche, I guess. Jump scares are good. But I feel like a lot of times uh, they're overplayed. I kind of feel like if I find a film that I enjoy, that's a horror film, and they don't rely on the jump scare, that's an achievement because it's very hard to not try to put a jump scare. Like anytime I watch a horror film and they're in the bathroom, I'm like, something's going to jump out at me. Mm -hmm. Someone's going to pull a curtain. They're going to pull uh, like uh, to close the door. They're in the kitchen and someone's going to be standing there. That's an easy jump scare. And like, but like if you do it in a way that let my mind play tricks on me or you get that intensity going, I feel like that's going to be better for the long game. Alyssa Sutherland, who played Ellie, the mother, yeah. She did an amazing job. She herself gave me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, absolutely. The makeup, the eyes again, it just took me back to Evil Dead 1. Which I noticed they did different eyes for almost all the characters. Yeah, I guess it's like a different different yeah. entities taking over, even yeah. though they are part of one. Again, same thing also, like how in the opening scene, the girl's reading the lyrics or reading the pages. Here, she knows when the daughter shows up to look at through the peephole. She knows when someone's watching, yeah. or the spirit, the spirit, excuse me, to be correct. So, because you, you see the back of the mother and she's talking to the daughter, and mm -hmm. like, oh, after oh, she's boy. been singing, I don't know what kind of rhyme song that is. I felt like that was like some kind of Irish rhyme or something like that. I'm like, uh, like a nursery rhyme. I'm like, no mother I ever known ever sang that rhyme. That's it. That's it. And that seems darker. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I agree. I and, and there's a little bit of a mental game that's being done there too, because she's oh, like playing with the kid, telling him like, "Daddy's here, and we're gonna be a big happy family all over again." Oh yeah, like, the whole thing where she's talking to the husband that's not there, the yeah. daddy is not there, but she's looking off camera and like, "Hey, honey, 
well, give me a kiss, all that stuff. I was like, oi. Was, <laughs> again, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 84% with the critics, 81% with the audience. Do you agree with that? I disagree. I think it deserves to be higher. Okay. I agree with it in an in 80 to 85 range, maybe a little lower in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It got the job done. It, it served this fan base, I believe, right? You're the you're that you're that fan. You're more I, so than I, I, am. I would dare say yes. Uh, the fan because like I know people that were fans of the the original movies and they saw that and they're like, yeah, that did it justice. So you would rank as what then? Considering the Evil Dead series and whatnot, I would be happy to put that in like top three of the series. Uh, so it would be in the nineties, like ninety one to throw a number out there because i i definitely love one and two army of darkness is a fun film but i would put it over army of darkness easily and uh i think it's a justifiably good film as a tribute film and as a remake it's worth the watch obviously we agree yeah yes uh price of admission i think i think seeing it on the big screen helps so i'm gonna say yeah is it worth to own for me yeah okay for me no I would own this over the other remake. Do you own the other remake? You might. I have a library of DVDs that I have I yet know. to. There's like tucked away somewhere. So I don't know. For me, it's one and done. I'm good. I'll have to see it again. This will be good but, for Halloween. Possibly. But if they continue on now, if they bring new life to this and continue on making sequels, I'll be down. Oh, yeah. Especially if Ash comes back. Did Ash is Ash alive still from the series, or is he done? So they never said that uh, he was going to be continuing on from the series uh, with this one. Uh, supposedly, know. with the remake that was in 2013, they were going to like fuse the series together and have him cross over, but that never happened. So they just treated well, like mean, he's not part of this world right now. Okay, so this is almost like an else world. Yeah. Which technically, that's a thing in the game and in the comics where Ash has traveled else uh, to multiverse. Um, so okay. theoretically, he could show up, but it's definitely not a thing. Um, it, this is his own "what if" world kind of situation, right? But in the show, he had like two or three people with him, right? He had a team. He, they, they weren't from the movies. They, they were just for the show. I understand that. But it would be probably kind of cool if they do connect the show and the movie where either him or the other team members come in to help because this book has been re- reawakened. If time travel is a possibility in the, in the lore and this has happened, why not? That has gone back in time again into the, in the possession of those priests and then it comes back to present day. And that was really Ash in reality on the record. Right. He was really there. Like he was chasing it. And he, you know, he got it, he got there too late. And so possibly. I mean, that's the thing. Yes, it could happen. I mean, that's literally how that happens in the in the comics in the book, uh, in the game. Like he's stuck with the book and he ends up getting transported to different uh, dimensions. There was even a storyline where like uh Evil Dead versus Marvel Zombies, if I remember correct. I think I saw that. Yeah. I think I saw I didn't read it, but I think I saw the cover. And I remember uh, there was a comic called Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. And like people were like, after Freddy versus Jason movie, that people were like, now we got to get the one with the Ash. We got to get Evil Dead in here. Like, uh, so, I mean, possibilities are endless. 
Will they do it? That's a different thing. I would watch it. If they make it again, I'll watch the sequel because I, I do enjoy it. And I, and as long as they have good talent like we had here. One more thing is like the reason I put this higher than like the other remake in 2013. 2013 was good, but that was just straight horror. No comedy or anything like that. Here has a final. It's a more balanced film, in my opinion, followed by the excellent performance of. Uh, Alyssa Sutherland. I wanted to call her Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding performance by her and uh, stole the show for me. And plus, she's pretty hot. So that kind of helped when that's where only helps. before 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 possession. Free possession. I mean, she's still kind of hot. Possessed is just is a creepy hot. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna. Wake up. I wouldn't be like, let's go kissing or anything like that. I end no. up like that guy losing an eye. Yeah, yeah. So, no, thank you. No, thank you. All right, guys, that is our movie review of Evil Dead Rising. Let us know if you have a movie for us to review or a show. Please email us at tales of two bros at gmail or leave a description below. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. Now I'm Don. Love you, bro. Love you too.